there, welcome back. And if you're new to my podcast, welcome. I'm so glad that you're here. Got a question for you. Who amongst us hasn't failed at something? I mean, seriously, we've all failed at something, haven't we? I know I have, certainly. And dare I even say multiple times. And if I'm being really honest, it's probably not going to be my last time to do it in my lifetime. But it's that, that which we label as failing that sometimes gets us stuck. We all have failed at something and even multiple times, right? And there's even been moments, I can say, in my own life where I've allowed failing at something to hold me back or keep me moving forward in my life. Can you relate to this? Have you ever had this experience? Maybe you're experiencing that right now. Let's talk about that today. But before we do and dive into it, let me introduce myself. Hi there. My name is Dr. Kelly Ray, and I'm a mindset coach, counselor, notably known as the inner critic tamer, and I am passionate about helping others just like you and me who have survived through things perhaps that we don't necessarily like to talk about, but we know we want to be better for ourselves because it's good for our kids and their kids to come, right? And it's good for our health. I'm obsessed with teaching others how to tame their inner critic that inner childhood conditioning, or as I'd like to say, undo that crap that may have happened to you and continues to keep you somewhat stuck and teach you how to heal from it in order to live the vibrant life you are designed to live. And during this episode, we're going to be talking about overcoming failure and moving forward with your vibrant life. I don't know about you, but Failure is no fun, and it can even be scary. For example, when you put effort into, let's say, a project, and you, you tell countless people about it and spend sleepless nights trying to succeed, defeat can be crushing. I remember when I bought my first business, it was a paralegal self-help bookstore, and I was so excited. I was more than qualified to, to run the operation and do the work. Yet there was so much behind the scenes that I wasn't aware of, and it didn't matter how much I poured into this business. It was a sinking ship before I even bought it. I didn't know that at the time. And not wanting it to fail caused me so much angst and stress and depression and guilt and shame and felt like crap when it finally dissolved because I had, of course, had a big old open house and promoted it and it was so excited. It it felt like it was the right thing to do. And it certainly felt like it was just going to skyrocket and it was going to be everything, right? And, and, it, and it ended up not being that. And doggone, that was, that was super hard. 
and being able to move for that forward, I didn't have the wherewithal nor the insight to see that, you know, later down the road on my journey that I would have an opportunity to start my own business then doing uh, massage and counseling and coaching and and a number of other things. I didn't see that as an option. And this can happen in many areas of our lives, whether it be your career, whether it be with your finances, maybe it's building a home and then something happens and you lose your home. Maybe it's your health and your fitness, whatever it may be. It can be crushing. It can be heartbreaking. It can be debilitating to move past through and start over again. Or maybe if we're using the same logic of failing and starting over again or moving through that, you could use that for getting super hyped and excited to start, let's say, an eating healthy routine and exercising program. Maybe it's something like as a work group um the team of work wants to get on board and, you know, I've seen these biggest loser before things, challenges, I guess you should say, that companies have put, not companies, but the employees have put together as a way to get back on track and get healthy. And you can get all jazzed up and get the ball rolling and everybody's excited about it. And then, you know, two or three weeks into it, And maybe you're not seeing the results, especially if you're seeing somebody else have some, what seems like to you, amazing results. Then we start getting into that comparative mode. And then then that inner critic that I talk about a lot is the one that starts piping up in your head. And by, let's say, month two, you find yourself starting to fall back into old habits Because things just aren't happening as quickly as you'd like it. Causing you to give up and then feeling embarrassed when anyone asks, How you doing? I know I've definitely been there a time or two in my life as I shared. I shared an example with you right out the gate starting this episode. And sometimes that fear of trying again has held me back and going for what I want again, right? Because we've had that one experience that didn't work out. And then then you, then you become a little hesitant. You become a little worried. You become a little gun-shy, as they say, to do it again. And how do we get out of that? Your dream could be taken off the table because the effort would feel meaningless to you if you failed, if you tried again. You might end up promising, you might end up a promising relationship because you fear that it may not work out. So you, what they do, what they call sabotage the efforts towards that relationship. Like, I'll hurt you first before you hurt me kind of attitude, even though a lot of times this stuff's not even conscious. It's more of an unconscious operating system that's happening in the background that that creates these 
behaviors and habits and patterns that we use, which again, this comes along with that inner critic I'm, I talk about so often, or the unconscious mind that holds all of the history, all of the experiences we've ever had. And so oftentimes we can have knee-jerk reactions to something before we actually are consciously thinking to make a decision to do something. And that knee-jerk reaction can cause us to sabotage ourselves, can cause us to not take chances, can cause us to stay stuck for a long time. Whether you're, it's regarding work or in life, it's normal to be concerned about whether things will work out or not. It's human nature. In fact, according to a survey of more than a thousand people that was taken, folks are more afraid of failing than they are of spiders, being home alone, or even ghosts. But the anxiety can become debilitating if you let it. It's important to be mindful of your fears and reframe them so they don't negatively impact your life. So let's get into some ways to help you overcome fear of failure. Again, this could be in any area of your life. It could be, you know, maybe you got yourself out of debt. Let's say, for instance, you had to file bankruptcy because your your income to debt ratio got so out of whack that there was no way you could swim to the top of that pile of bills. So you have to go and file bankruptcy and start over again. And you get tooling along in your life that that slate's been clean and maybe not being aware of old habits and behaviors and that you could create debt again and then end up where you were some time ago and now like, oh my gosh, how'd I get here? It's really important that we we learn obviously from our mistakes and it's also really important to practice habitual habits in a way that serve us positively moving forward. Whether that in this example I'm talking about with debt and money is being mindful of what your bills are, being mindful of what your spending habits are, tracking every penny that you spend compared to every penny that you earn. See where it is that you're overspending or extending yourself. See where maybe you're spending money from an, an emotional standpoint. I mean, there's there's also a joke where, you know, ladies will say, hey, I got to go do some retail therapy shopping because... I got this going on. It's all fun and done and fun and cheek, tongue and cheek fun. Sorry about that. But the fun runs out when we're finding ourselves back at that place of tug on it. I'm failing at this again, or this isn't working out for me again. Coming to terms with your fear of failure is vital. Fear of failing is sometimes difficult to identify. It manifests through unconscious behaviors and thought patterns invisible to you. I know we've talked about this many times before, and when I talk about thought patterns and behaviors being invisible, these means those practices that we've done that we don't even have to think about anymore. For example, driving a car. 
when you first learned how to drive a car, you were more conscious of when you got in the car, looking to where you put the key in. Okay, I'm dating myself here. Now the key cars have push buttons. But let's say you had a car where you put a key in the ignition. You then were checking all of your mirrors to make sure that you could see everywhere correctly. You may have even looked down when you put it in reverse or drive, whichever direction you were going. You did that for a period of time before now, without even recognizing, you just jump in your car You do all of those things, not even consciously thinking about it, and you're on with your day. Those are the things that are, that's just one example. That's neither a good or bad behavior or pattern, but it is something that you're not consciously aware of doing, but you started somewhere consciously. So a lot of our habits, for instance, another one would be smoking or drinking, or eating, those things, we started out with that, and then before we knew it, maybe they were used as crutches, or tools to calm our nerves, or distract us, or whatever it may be. They become then that unconscious when you get into that state of fear, worry, stress, anxiety, that you just automatically are in those things that you do for comfort. And, you know, so to identify these things, it could be a little bit tricky. And to complicate things further, the fear is a self-fulfilling prophecy. You're so afraid of failure that it becomes the only possible outcome. It's often accompanied by a fixed mindset and automatic negative thoughts. That negativity harms your confidence and increases self-doubt. Then, when you inevitably do fall short, you confirm to yourself that your fear is valid. How many of you have ever done that before? Let's let's use another example. Let's say for a, a, a job interview, for example. If you don't bother attending because you're scared of failing. You simply ensure that you'll never get the job. You then try to validate your choice by convincing yourself you didn't deserve it or weren't able to succeed in the first place. And then the cycle continues. This could be the same for dating after being in a relationship for a long period of time, whether it's a marriage or partnership and now you've split up and now you're ready to get out there and meet somebody new. You might meet somebody new and then you're so worried that they're going to not like you, that it's not going to work out, that whatever the story is you tell yourself and then you go meet them and then you have an experience that may not have been pleasant, wasn't terrible, just wasn't pleasant, wasn't your cup of tea. And then you go home and you tell yourself, see, there's nothing but crazy women out there. There's nothing but jerk guys out there. And so, again, that self-fulfilling prophecy, looking through that lens, how could you see anything else but what's in that lens? So the key to breaking this pattern is recognizing your behaviors. Now, see if any of these resonate with you. Reluctance to try new things. Challenging projects or other endeavors aren't worth it to you if you're scared to fail. 
self-sabotage. You procrastinate pursuing your goals or feel paralyzed with anxiety by progress. Low self-esteem, self-confidence, and self-doubt. You don't believe you can achieve your goals, so you don't even try. Or if you do, you put very, very, very little effort into it and say, oh, see, it didn't work. Seeing successful people on social media fills you with dread because you'll never achieve what they have. Perfectionism. If you can't do it perfectly, why bother? You're only willing to try if you think you can meet your high standards. Negative thoughts. When confronted with a challenge, your head is filled with negative self-talk. That, I can't do it, it won't work, it'll take too long, I don't have the smarts to do that, I don't have this particular degree, I, I don't have this much time, I don't have that much money, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't. I know you know this talk. If any of these resonate, it's not too late to make some changes. But that may be a little easier said than done. Acknowledging your fear can be scary in itself. The anxiety becomes so familiar that hanging on to it feels safer than dealing with its underlying symptoms. It can often be a sign of shame, depression, anxiety, or low self-esteem, all of which can be hard to confront. It's worth talking to someone about, someone like myself, who can help you navigate these conditions. In some cases, though, learning to reframe your thoughts can help. Don't underestimate the power of positive thinking. So let's start by asking yourself four questions. Next time you feel afraid, take a deep breath and write your thoughts in a journal, notepad, in the notes in your phone section, whatever it may be. You can use these questions to prompt a different way of thinking. Number one, what am I really afraid of? Write down your fears. Writing down these fears can make them feel less overwhelming. Problems tend to look a lot smaller on the page. And I'm going to add on to this one. After you write it out, I want you to read it out loud to yourself. So it's one thing to write it down. It's another thing to to read it. And then to read it out loud, you hear it differently. Number two, who am I fighting for? Sometimes your fear stops from helping other people you care about. Reminding yourself of this can give you the push that you need. Number three, what's the worst that could happen? The worst case scenario may not be as bad as you think. In many cases, failure doesn't change much about your current situation. So what do you have to lose? Number four, what if I succeed? Think of how your life would improve if you followed through. Remember why you got into it in the first place. Look, Change is a process. Change is not overnight. And change is messy. Now, those are not negative things, but they are things to be aware of so that you don't 
get you. You don't stop you from progressing because you're like, oh, this isn't working. And you're like, uh, you've just been doing it a week. How is there going to be really great evidence of progress in any area in just a week? Most times when people are making changes in their life, they've already been in a certain situation in their life for a period of time before they've decided they want to change that. They didn't get in that past experience or way of living overnight. So we most of the time we just want to move away from pain as quickly as we can or trouble or whatever but you know what any change requires your your committed attention to that so once you've answered these questions reading your answers can help you identify your fears your thought patterns and your limiting beliefs and the ones that you may not even be aware of it can also make you feel less overwhelmed, allowing you to examine your fears objectively and plan a course of action. Again, if we keep this stuff inside of our heads, it's really hard to to gain clarity of a pathway to move through something because all of the noise inside of our head is convincing us not to do anything, that we should just remain status quo, even if it's uncomfortable. One of the greatest things about working with a coach or a counselor is they are trained to help you do these things. They're also more objective and can help you reframe your fears so they no longer hold power over you. So let's talk now about how to get over fear of failure. I'm going to give you seven tips right now. It's one thing to identify your fears. It's another to overcome them. So here's some tips that can help you. Number one, accept that failure is normal. And it can be a good thing. I know that sounds crazy, but it, it can. There's a reason why the expression fail fast has gained popularity in recent years. Business leaders know that accepting failure is a part of achieving success. Every mistake is a stepping stone towards a larger goal. No one starts a business with the intent to fail. But if things go south, it better happen quickly. The sooner it's over, the sooner we can learn from our mistakes and move on. Number two, adopt a beginner's mindset. There's a first time for everything. Adopting a beginner's mindset is about approaching new challenges with curiosity and positive thinking rather than fear. Looking at every situation as a learning experience and give yourself permission to not be a pro immediately. Even Michael Jordan practiced before he became a success story. If you're a perfectionist, you probably want to succeed in your first attempt. But this is an unrealistic expectation. You'll encounter roadblocks, and that's, that's okay. Two small steps forward and one step back is still a positive progress. Again, it's not about perfectionism as much as it is about progress. 
growth? What are you learning about yourself in the process? That is just the epitome of the hero's journey that we all so much seem to enjoy is they come from this hardship, this struggle, whatever it may be. They go through this process, the messy part, the change, the, the time. And if you're watching it in a movie, of course, that happens in a very short period of time. But at the end, they overcome, they move through, they they excel at, they achieve something. And we're so excited that they made that through there. They have definitely learned something about themselves in the process. So as you're in this beginner stage mindset, even if you already know what you know about a particular topic or thing that you're wanting to improve upon. Let's, let's say, for example, diet and exercise. What if you became a beginner to learn a new potential way of improving the quality of health through eating certain foods? Yeah. Let's, let's be honest. In the 80s, 90s, we were told that, you know, carbs were the thing, you know, we were having all those intimates, fat free foods, fat was the enemy, right? So we just loaded up on carbs. It wasn't called a carb diet. It was called stay away from fat diet because fat was the one that was making you fat. Well, we've progressed through that and have discovered that no, no, it's not. It's not the fat that's making us fat. It's, you know, the excess of carbs, not carbs as in vegetables and low glycemic fruits. No, it was in the overconsumption of breads and pastas and carbs and those those things overindulged in with fat are going to definitely pack on some pounds, but now they're discovering and are talking about how we have somehow become protein deficient and not deficient, but you know, that we're understanding now the benefits of how protein, eating protein has improved, you know, lean muscle and um, brain function and all of those things. So coming with an open mind rather than with a critic's mind is going to help you move towards the goal of improving your health as in the example I just gave as opposed to well that's not the way I learned it and already already judging something without trying a new way of being so for some be willing to go back and be a student even if it's a subject that you know because there's some things that may have changed since you initially learned it. Number three, talk to someone you trust. When you're stuck in your head, overthinking and feeling overwhelmed, it can be a lot. Talking to someone you can trust can help shed new light on your situation, whether that's a friend, a mentor, a family member, a coach, counselor, somebody like that. Tell them about your fears and listen to their feedback. They may be able to see things a little bit differently and maybe even a little bit more objectively. And that might give you some insight. Number four, give yourself more options. When you're worried about a situation, it's easy to fixate on one possible negative outcome. 
But until you've gone through it, you don't know the, how the story ends. You can't predict the future. Consider the possibility that things turn out better than you think. Consider using visualization skills to imagine multiple possible endings. This new project might lead to new industry connections, a deeper relationship with your boss and team, or more knowledge about your field, or, and this is the best, box, best option of all, you might knock it out of the park. Until everything is said and done, anything is possible. Number five, remember the cost of not trying. In the words of hockey legend Wayne Gretzky, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. Living in fear comes at cost. If you never try anything, you could miss out on some of life's greatest opportunities. Remember, trying and failing is often better than not trying at all. Number six, adjust on the fly. Nothing is ever set in stone. If you try something and it doesn't work out the way you expected, you're allowed to make changes. You can quit a job you don't like anymore. Ask for help when you're overwhelmed or try a new exercise plan if you need to. As long as you're willing to adapt, you're never truly stuck in a decision. Number seven, be afraid, but do it anyway. Your fear may never really go away, and that's okay. It's part of our internal, internal programming. It's part of that survival brain that we have. Sometimes we just let it get more of a hold on us, and we feel then helpless and powerless towards it. I want you to remember that you even have power over that. That doesn't mean you have to let it all, you know, flow and not have control over anything, but it's you needing to be control over your thoughts, your habits, your behaviors, your patterns. You control all of that. If bravery means progressing without fear, courage means doing it in despite of fear. Be courageous and you'll be surprised what you can accomplish. So as we begin to wrap up this week's episode, remember this. No one likes to make mistakes. At best, they're embarrassing. At worst, they affect your team members or your loved ones. But they're unavoidable. You can chase perfection all you want, but to err is to be human. The moment you stop making mistakes is when you stop growing in your life and your life's purpose. Of course, not every risk is worth taking. You don't want to enter into a situation that causes mental or physical harm. But many of life's opportunities involve a healthy challenge. Learning how to overcome feel of fear of failure is easier said than done. But I believe you can do it. 
and I'm so excited to see you thrive. If you have found this helpful and or know someone who could use a little extra support along the way, I'm going to encourage you to not only follow this podcast, but share it as well, because we really, in truth, never really know who might be going through something who could just use a little help along the way. I'm going to encourage you to share this again. If you'd like to get in touch with me, if there's something that I can help you work through, I'm going to give you ways that you can get in contact with me. I'm on Instagram at Ask Dr. Kelly Ray. Kelly Ray is spelled K-E-L-L-Y-R-A-E. I'm on Facebook at Dr. Kelly Ray B, B as in brown. I'm on TikTok at Dr. Kelly Ray. My website is drkellyray.com. And my email is drkellyray at gmail.com. Until next week, please know I send you so much love.